0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place Goodnight. It was shortly after Thanksgiving, a number of years ago, when I was at WNBC Radio in New York, that we started the Men Are Saints campaign. We call it the MAS, Mass Appeal, the Men Are Saints campaign. I was trying to make a little point. Here's the point I was trying to make. Men are seldom given credit for our sensitivity, our intelligence, and our selfless behavior. Now think about it. Here in the Northeast, Thanksgiving is usually a cold day. So where do men traditionally encourage our women to spend the entire day? That's right, in the warmest room of the house, which, of course, is the kitchen, right? We, on the other hand, in a manly display of selfless courage, often throw ourselves right in front of that TV screen to protect our loved ones from the terrible effects of the cathode rays that squirt out of those picture tubes, especially during commercials for erectile dysfunction products which if you don't use them carefully under a doctor's HMO plan can cause you to get permanently stuck so we have to walk bent over at all social functions till next March and how much credit do we get for that self-sacrifice? None how often have you seen a guy in a raunchy bar go over to a woman and invite her to his apartment to get her out of that dangerous environment and what reward do we get? right again none at all but men soldier on as we always have even in the face of this shameful lack of appreciation and that is the basis of the Men Are Saints campaign we call it the Mass Appeal now as you can imagine the Men Are Saints campaign was not generally well received by certain members of the audience with more developed levels of social sensitivity and mostly higher voices But as I've told you before, I sometimes lose control of parts of me. And I am therefore not responsible for what I do under those circumstances. Like my left eyebrow always flips up when I greet my lady wonder wench with the big bopper's famous line, Hello, baby. Remember that? I'm not responsible for that. I'm not responsible for the fact that when she walks into the room wearing something that she calls quite comfortable I have problems. My fingers just sometimes don't behave no matter where I try not to put them. See, I have a theory about it. I have a theory about most things, I guess. But my theory is a guy's brain swims in this sea of testosterone. And it can be good because it absorbs some of the shock of, you know, things like getting hit in the head by baseballs and Yanni's music and uh, high levels of excess verbal communication. But... Testosterone is also a preservative. It's a, and a preservative stops stuff like germs and fungus from maturing. So therefore, testosterone is an anti-maturing chemical. And I have lots of it. Why don't you check your testosterone level seriously? Scientists with degrees from actual schools, as opposed to internet schools, which will give you a degree for life experience in your bank account ID and password. Yeah, real ones, real schools agree that the shorter your pointer finger is compared to your ring finger, the more testosterone you have. Look at that. See? Now, fortunately, of course, some truly caring and lovely ladies that I have known have come up with better, although slightly less scientific tests, and I heartily endorse those other tests. But I remember liking Thanksgiving a lot more before the discovery of salmonella poisoning. Salmonella poisoning, is it's what you get when tiny little turkey-dwelling salmon get into your blood and they swim upstream to your brain to spawn. And that causes you to completely lose control of your higher reasoning functions and rush off to a mall and go shopping. That, that's why I always warned my listeners when I was on the air to cook their turkey in an oven turned up to stun for at least two quarters of the football game And then give a piece to the dog and and watch closely for signs of any fishy little symptoms, you know, like he goes chasing after a lot of little salmon that only he can see. Now, as a maturity-challenged individual with excess testosterone, I will admit that I have done more than my share of really dumb things that seemed like a good idea at the time. Sometimes we think too much. And then we tend to dazzle ourselves with our own brilliant bullshit to justify our conclusions. But the good news is that the exact opposite is also true. In the broadcasting and advertising business, we call that lightning in a bottle. That's when you do something that for no reason that you can explain at all, it just simply works. The Aflac duck is a good example of that. There's no reason in the world why that should work so well, but it's brilliant. The Love Comes When You Least Expected personal audio CD is about that lightning in a bottle. It's about a pilot who has just broken a very heavy-duty promise and is feeling very guilty and hurting, and he's lost. But it turns out to be the first day of the most special part of his life. It's called Beauty and the Beast. It's a very special thing to me because it's a very close parallel to something that really did happen in my own life. It's coming up in a moment, and I hope that you will give it a listen. Okay, time for Dick's Details. These are some interesting but totally unimportant facts that can squeeze the important things that have been keeping you awake right out of your mind. Before 1859, baseball umpires didn't crouch behind the plate to call balls and strikes. They sat in a rocking chair. So I guess it's fair to say that they've been off their rockers since spring training in 1860, right? Over a million Americans were conceived by artificial insemination this year, which gives rise to the statement that test tube babies shouldn't throw stones. One percent of American teenagers don't use deodorant. On really warm days, we know exactly where each and every one of you is. Dave Thomas named his restaurant chain after his third daughter, Wendy. And I've always thought Wendy's is missing a wonderful promotional opportunity by not serving Peter Pan peanut butter. Think about that. What a tie-in you can make. Dix details. Tails. They take your mind off your mind. Last time we started playing the top ten cuts that you've downloaded from the personal audio CDs on the website... And this time it is the second most downloaded cut. It's from the Love Comes When You Least Expected it CD. It's pretty important to me because although it didn't happen exactly this way, it's pretty close to something that really did happen in my own life. From the Love Comes When You Least Expected CD, this is Beauty and the Beast. This is a story about two pilots and a normal human being. It's also a story about trading a life full of trust for a moment of truth. There are no heroes or villains, but unfortunately, there are winners and losers. Now, before you pass judgment on any of these people, please stop for just a moment and think, what would you have done under the same circumstances if nobody would have ever found out? Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight, your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like beauty and the beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first, then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time, 10 minutes, that's all it was. Just an ounce of loving that I gave her, drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you? How many Christmas Eve's full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like beauty and the beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again? How will I ever touch you again? And how could a man who calls a woman, my love, ever be unfaithful to her? And if he is unfaithful, even only once, can she ever have faith in him again? And just as important, can he ever regain his faith in himself? How could a thing like that happen? It was midnight, it was windy, it was cold. The coffee was so old that it tasted like it had a crust. There was a familiar smell of aviation gas and dust hanging over the old brown cracked leather couch in the pilot's lounge. You know, when most people think of airports, they think of JFK or O'Hare or LAX. Airports, their are destinations. But this was just a fuel stop runway in the middle of a trip. A trip that had 500 more miles to go and a little four-seat airplane I was getting bounced around pretty badly on a raw, nasty, dangerous, icy night. It should have meant 50 more gallons of gas for the plane and about 10 minutes of rest for the pilot. There was just enough light from an old green shaded lamp to trace the out-of-place tinkle of dangle earrings flickering under long, shining, soft brown hair. She had a soft voice, quick smile, warm laugh. She was slowly running her fingers through her hair when one of her fingernails clicked against some uncomfortable clasp that slowly came undone. She was instantly vulnerable, warm, unprotected. Every mysterious woman I've ever met. She became a quick question mark in the long, everyday story of our lives, my love. You were so far away. There were 500 miles of black winter wind and deadly ice between us. And her soft lips were smiling close enough to feel her breath on my cheek. I know trust is forever. I know dreams are for lifetimes. But temptation is a moment out of time, so it has no respect for all of our years. Happened in an instant. The stranger became a lover. You became a stranger, my love. Beauty and the Beast From the Love Comes When You Least Expect It Personal Audio CD If you like it, you can just keep this pod program Or if you'd like a fresh copy You can go back to DickSummer.com Download a fresh copy from the CD Baby icon there And there you are and If you'd like to find out what happens to this guy And the two women involved well, You can check out the whole album From CD Baby or Amazon.com And I, obviously I hope you will So what have we learned? The next few weeks are going to be crazy at the shopping malls, which is probably due to salmonella from the Thanksgiving turkey. We have learned that men are saints, which is not to say that women are not saints. And if you believe the love comes when you least expect it, CD, maybe you'll take it a little easy. Will you judge some of us saintly men who sometimes slip? Good night.